to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 19 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I love that. Give thanks in all circumstances, for that is God's will for us. Again, you hear the heart of God that it's actually His will for us to step into thanks, to step into gratitude. And I've found that every time God asks us to step into something, it's actually for our betterment. Yes, it extends His kingdom. Yes, it sees people impacted, but it's always for our good as well. I trust in the goodness of God like nothing else. There's been times where I've been like, God, why would you ask me to do that? But every time I've come out the other end, been able to trust in His goodness that He knows what He's doing, that He sees the the bigger picture, that He has our best interests at heart. So He asks us to give thanks. Again, I love that. It's God's will for us to give thanks. And I think there's an incredible passage in Luke that talks about this, that breaks this apart, where Jesus heals 10 men with leprosy. And it goes on like this. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going to the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Then Jesus said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed, they were healed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And I just love the picture of this. This one man out of the ten returned and fell at the feet of Jesus and gave him the praise that he deserved the praise that was due to him, the praise for that incredible miracle. And that statement of Jesus, Jesus says to him, you have been made well. Now gratitude, I've found, is one of the biggest things that makes our soul well. It impacts the heart of who we are. There's a wellness that comes to our soul, to our spirit, to the essence of who we are when we live from a place of gratitude. When we live from the certainty of knowing where all the glory, where all the honour, where all the gratitude goes to, when it goes to who it goes to, we live with this wellness in who we are. And you know what? I look at that passage and think it's crazy that nine others didn't come to Jesus with that same gratitude. But I reckon so many of us would have been exactly the same. I think it's so easy for us to not live with that posture of gratitude. And the interesting thing is that if you knew the, if you know the Israelite law at that time, anybody who had leprosy, who had a skin disease, as soon as that skin disease started to reveal itself, that person had to be separated from the rest of the Israelites. They had to be pretty much, they were 
thrown out of the city. They had to live on their own, isolated. They were separated from their family, from their livelihood. They had no purpose. They had no home. They had no family. But then it says, as Jesus said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. The Israelite law said that when someone was healed, they needed to go show themselves to the priest. And when they showed themselves to the priest and the priest declared them healed, then they would have full rights to reclaim their property, to reclaim, to step into their family home again, to reclaim everything that was theirs. So I think those nine were actually just so excited about reclaiming their rights, about stepping into their privilege that they forgot to give thanks. They forgot that posture of gratitude. And I reckon it's the same for us today. We can be so consumed about our rights and our privileges and what's next for us and what we want to step into that we miss a posture of gratitude. I mean, I'm speaking to myself today. The incredible thing is that the Samaritan, the foreigner, who was probably the one that wasn't that tuned into the Israelite law at the time. He was the one that was showed gratitude. He was the one that wasn't really tuned into probably most likely his rights as the others were. And I reckon we've got to be less tuned into our rights, less tuned into what we think we deserve, and more tuned into the one that deserves all the credit, that deserves all the praise, that deserves all the glory, that deserves our heart abandonment, is our posture gratitude. Or is our posture entitlement? It can be so easy to be well in tune with what we think that we deserve, that we miss being great for what we truly have. Come on, our right to have a better job, that we miss being grateful for what the job that we do have. Our right to be treated better in our marriage, that we miss being grateful for the little things that our spouse does do. Our right to a relationship that we miss being grateful for the season of singlehood that we find ourselves in. Now, our right to have everything in life, that we miss what is right in front of us today. We are taught in the society that we live in today that we deserve everything. Know that everything is there for the taking. You have a right to freedom. You have a right to love. You have a right to joy. You have a right to a good income. You have a right to all these things. But I want to encourage us today, we're going to make sure we have a posture of gratitude. Entitlement is something that we just slip into, but gratitude is something we need to be intentional about stepping into. I mean, I was with our kids yesterday, and on Friday I did their Christmas shopping and wrapped up all their presents and put them under the tree, and loads of presents, and they were so excited. Then yesterday we went shopping for Dad. We're like, guys, we're going to go out and get some presents for Dad. And I couldn't believe it. Pretty much the whole trip, man, I'd love that. Mom, that looks awesome. I'd love that. I'm like, you little... I've just got you all these gifts that are sitting under the tree there for the taking. All you can talk about is the more that you want. We're shopping for dad and that's it. It's not about you. You know, so often though, we can slip into that, I just want more. What's the more that's out there for me? We've got to step into a posture of gratitude. And what I want to do is just take a moment this morning to actually interview uh, Richard and Lena. Why don't you come up? Why don't we give them a massive hand? We can take this away. And I thought it would be awesome. Yeah, we're talking about gratitude, honouring God for everything He's done this year. So it'd be awesome to have you two come and join me today. We can take this away as well. It'd be awesome. 
be great to hear your story, guys, today, because what God has done has just been absolutely amazing in your world this year. And I think, again, just that from that place of going, God, you're so amazing, and what you have done this year is absolutely miraculous. And Rich uh, is from an amazing family, and I'm going to get Rich to share a little about what God's done in their family this year. And Lena is Rich's sister-in-law, and Lena's just made a decision to follow Jesus through lockdown, got saved through our uh, online services. And just last uh, Sunday got baptised as well, which is amazing. So I just thought it would be awesome today to ask you guys a few questions and just get you to share about what God's done. So Rich, I thought it would be awesome to start with you. Why don't you just share what God has done in your family this year? Yeah, thank you, Pastor Nadia. Um, I can only go back to the month of July. And that was the day that I got a, a phone call from my sister. And at the time, we were in Connect Group with Joan Sinta and the rest of our team. And the phone call made it be picked it up. And she looked at me. She had that worried look about her. Before she even said a word, I could tell something was up. I looked at her and she goes, sorry, babes. Please, sorry. I go, what's wrong? I grabbed the phone. Before I put it on my ear, I saw that it was a video call from my sister in New Zealand. And there in the frame was my mother lying in the hallway in our family home in Auckland. And I looked, I was like, what's going on here? And in the background, I hear my sister saying, mum's not breathing. She just had an asthma attack. And I'm standing there. I'm, my sister's come to me. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get emotional. My feelings jumping all over the place. But while this is happening, we've got a video call in the Connect Group, and we're in the middle of Harm of God series. So the video is going, and then I start panicking. Fear starts to overwhelm me. And then Medipi asked Joan Sinta, please, can we pause so we can pray for my mother as she is not breathing at the minute? So they did that. They started praying. There's two paramedics was over my mother and they were performing CPR. And I'm, I'm there. Now, at the same time, I'm trying to engage with the prayers that the team are going through. And my feelings and emotions are going all over the place. And I start screaming into, this, into the phone. Mom, get up. Paramedics, I'm asking for them, please bring my mother back to life. And at the same time, the connect group was speaking life over her. And then as soon as they said amen to the second, the paramedics announced that my mother had passed away. And right there and then, I, I heard um, the, the team shared about what they received and they said that the heavens were open and they were celebrating. And one other person shared that Jesus' hand was, handed, um, hand was reached out to her, receiving her into heaven. Made my, my whole demeanor changed. Wow. As soon as my the connect group got off, I said to my sister, I'll call her back. A peace overwhelmed me. Wow. A peace like none other. I, I went from crying profusely, tears all over the place, erratic, to a complete calmness. Wow. I couldn't explain it. But just in that moment of time, as I, as I sat there with Medipi, and she's trying to console me, I said, is the team still on? Can we still watch that video? I'm not trying to be funny. That's exactly what I said. I said, let's go back to the Armour God series. I really want to watch the video. And just in that time of tragedy, God allowed me to go over. I had to go overseas. This is in the moment of COVID. We're just at the, um, at the verge of our second lockdown. And there was no flights going out to Melbourne to Auckland. God made a way. Wow. God made a way. We got our tickets from New York and New Zealand. Go figure. I have no idea how that happened, but God does make a way. 
And then as soon as we got there, it was only two, two tickets left. We left, and here I am thinking, oh, I'm going to take this quite hard. It's my mother, who I'm very close. I'm the eldest of two. I'm the eldest of three. And as soon as I get there, I, was, I got the honour to share my mother's eulogy, and it was all about legacy. It was all about her. She was a God-fearing woman. She prayed. She fasted every Friday for my brother and sister that we would have a relationship with God. And everything wasn't about, oh, I miss her. And I loved that because I did. But it was all about what she had said before us and our steps going forward. And our generational echo that she just set for us was so profound that that's all I could share was the joy and celebration that the enemy thought it's tragedy. You should be depressed. You should be sad. I was celebrating. Man, my mother's in heaven. Man, she's celebrating. She's the best that she will ever be here on earth. And so my whole, yeah, everything about me was all different. And in that, I, I went to my family, my brother and sister. I invited them to Life Central. Man, I saw their hands go up for the salvation prayer. Oh, and oh my gosh. And the kids, they were praying. The hands were up, the salvation prayer. And my media family, my extended family, I got to see them and talk to them. And it wasn't the Richard. Now, Richard in the old days was a larrikin. Richard was an egg back then. But this time, I didn't have to try so much. I had to be the Richard that God called me to be. So I didn't have to try. I didn't have to be anything else but be me. And in that, they could see God in me. I didn't have to say his name, but you could see that it was all over me. And so so many things that just came into place. Man, it was amazing. There was supposed to be another script set aside for this event, but God came and made a way. Yeah. Amazing. And then you came back to Melbourne and you've just seen so many of your family saved here too. And this Bible studies happen and it's just been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the nieces and nephews, Lena. Lena, now I'll let Lena share, but she was one of those ones where, you know, if you ever had a thought and anyone said, is there someone in your life that you found that was that hard to get over to God? I'm not pointing any fingers, but yeah, but hey, man, I'm going to give you a true testimony, man. This woman is amazing, and if God can move in her life, He can move in anyone's life. Nothing is impossible for our God, and this is a true testimony right here. And yeah, and just the nieces and nephews have jumped on, Lena's kids, my kids, and the aunties, they've just asked questions, and Medipi and I just felt um, prompted to, to start a youth um, Alpha Youth Course, and they just engaged every week, just come in, we just said, you know what, God, you take the lead, because we don't know what we're doing, but we know in you we can do all things. Uh, amazing. I think we've given out like 14 Bibles, Salvation <laughs> yes. Bibles to your family yeah. alone, which is just incredible, amazing. Well, Lena, your story is incredible, because uh, for this, this year you found yourself in hospital, and it was looking very dire for you. You know, you were on that edge of your life, not knowing whether you were going to live. And God just radically showed up for you. So do you want to tell us? Yeah, thank you, Pastor Nadia. Oh, look, he sure did. Um, in my worst of worst times, um, I was in hospital. Um, doctors didn't know um, what was wrong with me. Um, so many tests were done. Uh, the head surgeon from St. Vincent's Hospital had to visit me, check me over. He didn't know what was going on. But in the light of things, my two sisters, um, Medipi and Annie, so Richard's beautiful wife, my sister, <laughs> and, my, and, my, and my younger sister, um, would visit me um, every day and pray for me. 
And one of the days that they prayed, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to pray because at the time I was incoherent of what was going on. Like I, couldn't, I didn't know the days. I didn't know what the, if it was day or night. And this one prayer when they prayed, I said to God, if you can hear me, please, please heal me. I don't want to leave. I have a beautiful family. I don't, it's not my time, please. If you hear me, please answer my prayer. In that moment, I kid you not, I felt something upon me. I felt something, I can't explain, something sit on my heart. Just calmness, like peace. And I truly believe it was God. Truly believe this Holy Spirit came to me. From that moment on, I was getting better. I ended up being um, discharged. Um, I was in hospital for eight days. I had been discharged. And on my road to recovery, um, my relationship with my mum grew stronger. So I was not very close with my mum, um, with a family of six. Um, but just something, um, the goodness um, with Pastor Nadia talking about like the evil that makes good. And there was good that came out of this. Not only did I fully recover, but my relationship with my mum was strong. And I was so happy. I was at peace. I like what more could I ask for? What what else? And in a moment, at the back of my head, I knew, you know what? I haven't even thanked God for letting me come back, for giving me life, because He gave me life again. You know, and this second time round, there was no way I was going to let this opportunity pass. So one Sunday, a couple of Sundays, actually, Richard and Metope would. Um, host um, watch parties for Life Church, and in one one of the um, uh, services I watched, um, and I'm pretty sure it was Pastor Paul. He said um, the salvation prayer, like if you want to be with Jesus, if you want to have that relationship, just say this prayer. And I had nothing to lose. I said, you know what? I owe, I owe Jesus, I owe God my life, my life. So I said the prayer and that was it. Changed. Be the change. I was the change. And not just for me, but for my family. You know, everything that's happened from that. Um, I joined the church um, alpha group. I did next steps. Jazz is so beautiful. I've, my, the families, the sisterhood, the devotions with my sister. It's all praise and glory. You know, I didn't know what they meant by praise the Lord. I did not understand now I understand. I understand now. So beautiful. And Lena, what, what has changed in your life? Like, because I know life was pretty tough before you met Jesus. How, just in the quick minute that we've got left, how has that changed for you now? Yeah, it's, you know, when Richard talks about the peace, wow, peace every day. I have time. I, if I don't, I make time. I make sure I make time. And when I make time, just the beginning of my day, it's not just my day, it's Jesus' day. 
You know, I'm here for him. And just, you know, just the, the guidance that he gives, the love that he pours out, the faith that I have in him. Oh my gosh, the salvation for me. I didn't think I was worthy. I did not think I was worthy. I didn't know how to pray. And now with the, with the help of Life Church, the help of Jesus, it's, I'm changed. I'm for, for better. Beautiful. You know, every day is better. Beautiful. We honour you. And we honour both of you, your, that heart stance before God of just saying, God, I just need you. And, you know, I know for every single person that's watching in online today, every person that's in the auditorium today, there's an incredible decision that we can make to open our lives to Jesus. And all it takes is that willing heart of saying, man, God, I need you. I've got stuff wrong in my life. And because Jesus came and made the price that he paid on that cross, we can come to him exactly as we are. And he takes a rich and he takes a leaner and he takes myself and he gives us new life and he gives us hope and he gives us freedom and he gives us peace. And it has nothing to do with who we are and everything to do with who he is. So before this moment of communion, I'd love to pray for anybody that is here today. And you know what? You'd say, I want to make that decision to allow God to have my life. Like Lena did in that hospital room. God, I open my life to you, Jesus. For those that are you online, this is your prayer to pray as well. And maybe you once did know Jesus, but you've walked away from Him. And today's a recommitment to say, you know what, God, I'm giving you back my life today. My life is yours. So while every eye is closed and heads are bowed today, if that's you and you're saying, you know what, I want to give God my heart. I want to give Him my world. As Rich and Lena were talking, there's something stirring in my heart today. I know that He's talking to me, that He's, he's speaking directly into my heart today then just right where you are, why don't you raise your hand and say, hey, I want to be the one that prays that prayer today. For those that are you online, you can do that. Fantastic. There's hands going up. Who else is there today? Those that are you online, you can do the same right where you are in your living room, in your bedroom, saying, hey, that's me today. I know I need God. I know I need Jesus. Fantastic. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to pray this prayer. Repeat this after me. Jesus, I open my life to you. I ask you to be my God to be my Lord. I give you my wrongs, my sins, and I ask for a new start in you. I pray that I would know your love, your joy, your freedom, and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.